0: Next on News for the Soul, it's time for Breaking Through with Grace Gideon. Grace is a passionate and dedicated international life coach with a bachelor's in law, a master's in East-West psychology, and an expert in addictions. Grace combines these skills in her practice to clinically and intuitively diagnose and break through subconscious issues that prevent you from achieving success and fulfillment. She has a unique capacity to tune in to repress psychological and emotional blocks and to teach effective techniques to transform your life in a deep and long-lasting way. And now, to help you make your next breakthrough, here's Grace. And hopefully we've got her on the line. Let's find out. Grace, are you there?
1: Hey, Nicole, how are you? I'm alive and well. How are you? (laughs) I'm great, I'm great. I'm having a great time and very much looking forward to today's show.
0: As am I. Let's uh, actually get you to sort of reintroduce yourself and your show because your brand's sparkly new on the network and go from there.
1: Okay, great. So I might just run with it then and talk about what I thought I'd talk about, if that's okay, Nicole?
0: Absolutely. I'm here if you need me.
1: <laughs> yes, I would, um, I would very much love to have you on the line with me. I love your energy. So, Hi everyone, I'm Grace Gideon and welcome to Breaking Through with Grace. As I've said, I'm very honoured to be hosting today's show and to be sharing the airwaves with Nicole and my other esteemed colleagues at News for the Soul, life-changing talk radio and I really, really hope to be able to play a role in changing your life. I have an interesting and informative program for all of you listening. I'm also mostly looking forward to hearing from you with your questions and issues so Nicole's going to be with me during the show and all you guys have to do is call in when it's time and Nicole will put you through to me then we can workshop with your issues and make this a very collaborative process in helping heal the world one person at a time over the course of the year what I'm really hoping to do is create a global community via this radio show. In Sydney, Australia, I try and create community with all my clients by creating groups, personal growth groups, and introducing people and getting them to support each other. I don't know if that's going to be possible in the radio show. I don't know whether we can set up some sort of chat room or something, but over the course of time we're going to let it evolve and see if there are regular people asking regular questions and see what happens if we do create a community or not it's it's all up to the gods I guess but the most important thing is that we have a safe environment for everyone to grow together share be vulnerable and to transform our lives together and As you work with me and get to know me, you'll realize that I share my story too and I'm vulnerable and I definitely do not belong on a pedestal. Uh, um, I'm real, I've gone through the journey myself and I want to go through your journey with you. Do you want to say anything now, Nicole, or will I just keep plowing on?
0: Um, Plowing is good. I would get more specific on exactly, you know, it's very generalized, right? So exactly how you work and in what way and on what.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's great. Well, I've often talked about having my own TV reality therapy show, kind of like being Oprah of the therapy world. And sometimes when I think of names for the show... I I watch those shows where you have a drum roll and they say, here's Johnny. Well, I would always kind of want to play some funky music and say, let's process, because I just love, love, love to process. And that's basically what I do, processing. So what's processing? What can you expect from me? Over the course of the shows, you're going to get personal transformation education, There'll be some interviews with some amazing guests, including Marianne Williamson, a bit of laughter, but most importantly, you'll be able to process your issues. Processing is when you bring an issue to me and I ask you a series of questions that dig down into your subconscious and help you access memories and intuitions and maybe some childhood traumas and blocks and bring them to light so that you can actually release these issues in the moment and transform whatever's been blocking you in that moment. So it's a Q&A that goes quite deep using intuition and psychology, my intuition and psychology, your intuition and self-knowledge to transform an issue hopefully in the moment and then give you techniques on how to apply that in your life. So when people call in later in, in the show, on the call in number one 595 you're going to bring me that issue and I'm going to show you how to transform it and help you transform it. Does that make sense, Nicole?
0: If you can explain more about the uniqueness of your approach and what actually they can be getting help with and in what way you'd help them with it, more specifics, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think the uniqueness of my approach is the fact that I've got a lot of training in a lot of different areas and that my Jungian psychology psychodynamic background plus my training in life coaching plus my Psychic and spiritual healing training all combine to help access the deeper issues, and hopefully you'll get to see that when when people call in. So perhaps what I'll do now is go into my story. For uh, so those people who uh, tuned in last show, you will have heard a little bit about my story with my interview with Nicole, but I'm going to reframe the story now um in the context of a particular theme and if you've got a pen and paper I'd love you to make some notes so you can learn how to maybe put your story in this context if it suits you and apply it to yourself and then you can email me about it and I can give you some coaching about it so the way I'm framing my story is it's very much a story of personal transformation it's a story about transforming A life of disappointment into a life of divine appointment. Let me say that again, and you can write it down if you like. My story is about transforming a life of disappointment into a life of divine appointment. You know, it's not only appointments with the dentist and the doctor that we can miss in life. It's also appointments with our life purpose or our destiny. I used to think well if it's my destiny then God's got it handled I'm not going to miss it well there's a big debate about that whether you know destiny just takes care of itself but there's this thing called free will and we don't really know exactly how how much free will influences your ultimate destiny It may or may not prevent or dictate your ultimate destiny. But from my experience, clinically and personally, it can certainly at least delay or even detour it in this lifetime. And if you allow that to happen, then guess what? You're more likely to end up disappointed than divinely appointed. I imagine that just like an appointment with the dentist or the beauty clinic, or the doctor if you miss it then they'll reschedule it but they won't go over to your house and drive you there and do it all for you you have to show up in order to get the goodies in the same way you have to show up for your destiny and to take the right road to get there in good time so I'm going to explain this a bit further I believe that disappointment is not just an unpleasant feeling or some kind of state you might find yourself in. I believe that it's somehow not being able or maybe even willing to see what the universe's plan is for you because of a whole lot of issues that block you from living your life on purpose. I don't believe that this is anyone's fault I believe it's part of our role in life it's part of our goals in life it's part of our purpose in life to be given some karmic issues that we have to work through it's it's kind of like a maze we have to go through that makes life challenging and interesting And so you can take a positive attitude, even though there are very painful ways and painful experiences, there's also a lot of joy and a lot of liberation and a lot of psycho-spiritual evolution as you walk through this maze. It's like Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. It's, it's It's the journey where you go through the dark night of the soul, you slay your own dragons, and emerge uh, more, more heroic in the sense of more courageous, more having conquered some dark spots in your subconscious. And I believe that as each individual does this, the whole collective unconscious vibration rises. So as, as, as anyone tuned into the show listens and works on themselves and digs deep, then the whole of humanity gets to benefit through the the whole critical mass phenomenon. Now, how does this disappointment come about? Many, many ways, but let me give you a few. It might come about as a result of you listening to and following the dreams that others have for you. You might put your own needs and desires aside because you think that's a noble or kind thing to do. Your heart wants you to move in one direction, but you allow the opinions of others to influence you away from where you know deep inside you're meant to be or to go. That's one way that you can experience a sense of disappointment another way might come from your own internal dialogue you know when we talk about the voices in your head or the monkey on your back many many self-help books talk about this this isn't anything new but to put it into this context these things put limitations on you and as you know they set up an internal struggle with negativity fear and self-doubt sometimes ruling your thoughts and the choices you make in life. You can then probably feel a nagging sense of being out of alignment with your true self. The further you go along that path, the more likely you are to develop inaccurate beliefs about yourself. Now, these inaccuracies prevent you from arising where your heart, or more accurate, More accurately, your soul longs to be. Because the longing of the soul is your internal GPS to what your life's purpose is, to your divine appointment. The longing of your soul can be confused with other forms of longing. But as you work through your issues and connect more with divine guidance, you can distinguish the longing of your soul with lower forms of longing. And that will help you to arrive at what I'm calling your divine appointment, your life's purpose, achievement of some of the potential, if not all of the potential, that God has put into you. Because so many people come to me and ask you know I I feel so sad I feel so depressed because I'm not living up to my potential now how do they know they're not living up to their potential if there isn't some kind of internal voice saying to them hey you know you should be a dancer hey you should be a rock star hey you should be a scientist hey you should be a mum. hey you should be a dad hey you know, you should be doing service or, hey, you should be in a relationship with that person. These are very, very subtle messages sometimes and sometimes they're loud messages and it's our job to discern which cravings are the cravings that are divinely appointed and which cravings are distractions and really, you know, seeking pleasure to our own detriment, to our own ultimate de- detriment. One way to know if you're in alignment with, with your true calling, with your sole purpose, is usually by the way you feel or by how your life looks. You can sense a low grade disappointment, sometimes from other people, you know, like for example, if you're alcoholic and your whole family keeps shaking their head and feeling sorry for you. You know, that's a pretty good indication that maybe alcohol's not your best friend. Or if you're ambivalent about your life, you can, huh, who cares? I can take it or leave it. I can take or leave this whole existence. I mean, it's obvious when you're depressed or you have anguish, but also indifference, ambivalence, uh, being involved in addictions, being disgruntled, being euphorically happy, um, in a way that's disconnected, where people are going, you know, that person's nuts, you know, um, can also it's not just the it's not just the negative emotions, it's some where something is incongruent and And you get that feedback from the world that, you know, I I, I don't, I don't believe that this person, what they're saying and how they're feeling is who they really are. So all of this incongruence is about a lack of alignment. And also living in your head, you know, when you're trying to analyze everything, somehow you're disconnected from a part of you. If you don't analyze enough, then you're not engaging in self-discovery. But if you analyze too much, you're over-intellectualizing and losing important information that your body, your soul, your emotions are trying to give you. So I might now tell you about my story and then once I finish my story, I'm going to invite people to call in and talk to me about their own story and, and, and seek my coaching to help them. So uh, those of you who listened in last time will have heard a bit of this story in some of the questions Nicole asked me. But um, here we go. In my own life, disappointment was a very common experience. I was disappointed in my body because I suffered from an eating disorder. I was disappointed in my career, not because it was a bad career. I was a mergers and acquisitions lawyer, which is an amazing, an amazing, wonderful career. But it wasn't really the career I chose for myself. And I was disappointed in love because I used to always give and not allow space to receive, and then i 'd end up depleted and drained and feeling taken advantage of and taken for granted, and then i 'd just burn out, and um, the relationship would fail so love, career, physical appearance they were big areas for me of disappointment and. As you can tell, they're big areas they're big areas in life so to to not be where you want to be in all of those areas is is quite quite something. but worse than my own feelings of disappointment was the fact that I felt that I was a disappointment to my family. I felt that I was a disappointment to my parents to my siblings to my extended family to not so much to my friends because I was a real people pleaser but but to men that I met and desired just I just didn't know how to really be present and connected and embrace who I was and live a full and abundant life. And, and many, many people feel that way. I'm not unique, and I haven't um, arrived at amazing them, but boy, boy, you know, boy, have I arrived at somewhere a lot better than I used to be. Because of my eating disorder, I walked around in a huge body. The more I ate, the more depressed I got. The more depressed I got, obviously, the more I ate. I didn't know how to get out of this state because I didn't have the right GPS. I didn't know anything about feelings, psychology, or spirituality. You know, it was the days before Oprah and Dr. Phil. It was the days before TED Talks. There were self-help books about, but I wasn't given any. I didn't have any. I didn't know where to go. So my, my origins were from Lebanon. And back in Lebanon, we lived in a mansion. And my mum was an aristocrat. My dad was a handsome Middle East Airlines officer. And back in the early 70s, a civil war emerged. And dad decided that the best thing to do was to migrate to Australia, where I live now. Australia was called the lucky country. You know, I had fantasies that, you know, I'd come here, there'd be barrel loads of money on the runways at the airport there'd be beautiful blonde blue-eyed surfy boys who'd fall in love with me and I'd just be adored and live happily ever after but it didn't turn out that way it was a good thing that God took us out of a war-torn country but boy was there a struggle involved in migration and displacement my mom who was the aristocrat became a shopkeeper. My dad, the airlines officer, became a mail sorter. And I went from being the apple of my grandfather's eye to being called the fat wog. That was so humiliating. And my self-esteem really got smashed. And I just kind of ate more and more, got fatter and fatter, but yet more invisible. I wanted to be a movie star. I wanted to be a performer. I wanted to be a psychologist. But somehow, as you know a good Lebanese girl I ended up at Sydney University Law School in a career that my dad chose for me I just kind of went along in life um, with somebody else running my life and, and I just thought that that was normal and it was a life I'd fallen into not a life I chose for myself and after about four years in the law I just I just knew I needed to do something, so I came up with the best solution I could at the time, and that was a geographical solution. And I moved to England, where I lived for the next four or five years. And in England, I lost lots of weight. I worked in law by day, and I went to drama school at night, and I actually got a boyfriend. And I was excited and happy until my boyfriend cheated on me. Guess what happened? The boyfriend cheats on me, I crash, I burn, I put on weight, I become depressed, back to the land of disappointment. I didn't have tools to cope with this because I really thought that I'd solved all my problems with this geographical solution, this independence, this weight loss, but I hadn't. And then one of the boys at drama school at the time, his name was Robert, He gave me a book called Women Who Love Too Much by Robin Norwood. That was my first ever self-help book at the age of 25, 26. Then I read another one called The Road Lost Less Traveled by Scott Peck. And that's where I opened up to the world of the unseen You know, I love Nicole's introduction to the show, you know, about the unexplained, the unseen, the world of metaphysics. I just love that introduction. I opened up to the world of the unseen. And what I discovered about the world of the unseen is it's got two layers. It's got like the layers of the heavens and the layers of hell. And what I call the layers of hell is not like the biblical Uh, stuff with the fires and brimstone but it's the layers of pain the layers of the subconscious uh, the subconscious where there's childhood trauma repressed memories addictions for me love addiction food addiction codependency all of that painful stuff whether it's in this lifetime whether it's ancestral whether it's karmic it's all in that, you know, hellish or um, kind of purgatorial place, if 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 I use Catholic language, uh, repressed in my subconscious. But then there's the layers of the heavens in the unseen, of the collective unconscious, of the power of the infinite, of Jung's principle of chronicity, divine guidance, the universal mind, destiny all of these beautiful, amazing, spiritual, metaphysical gifts and forces that operate to help guide us to a more beautiful, more evolved, more psycho-spiritually enhanced way of being. I opened up to this new spirituality, to this new metaphysics and I read 700 self-help books in five years, went to every workshop I came across, travel to India, Europe, America. I met my dear friend Marianne Williamson, many of the greats of her generation, and my journey of self-discovery grew and grew and grew to the point where I'm here helping others. So that, that's been my journey from disappointment to divine appointment. Today, what I call a divinely inspired life lived on purpose is one where I'm less than half my top way and by the grace of God maintaining that one day at a time. And I've gone, this is my journey. This is the journey. I went from self-hatred to self-knowledge to self-like to self-love to self-in-love. I can't say that I've arrived uh, self-actualization on Maslow's hierarchy. But I have traveled over the years, over two decades, from self-hatred to self-knowledge to self-like to self-love to self-in-love. And my desire is to be of service and help change The world through transforming each individual that comes on my path one person at a time before as I wrap up this story and invite you to call in and get ready to call in if you want to ask me any questions or raise any issues last year when I worked with the great Les Brown motivational speaker he shared this wonderful saying and he has many many speeches um, online about this and he's saying is it's possible this is about your dreams it's possible it's necessary it's hard it's worth it it's you it's done it's possible it's necessary it's hard it's worth it it's you and it's done and as Mary Ann Williamson would say, who are you not to be great? So, if you can relate to my story, or if you've got your own story, if you can think of any disappointments in your life, if you feel that you're on the path of divine appointment, or you want to know how to get on there, how to actualize your potential, just call me now on one. 646-595-4274 and share your experiences. And let's process. I'd love to hear Well, from all you. callers
0: are showing up as L1s, so bear with me here. Um, if it sounds like you've been unmuted, try speaking. First caller, you're L1s, as all of you are. What's your first name? Where are you calling in from? You're reading.
2: Uh, this is Opulence. I just tuned in. And I heard, um, who am I not to be <laughs> magnificent?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. well, that's pretty exciting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, I, and I love that. I, I, I'm not sure what she's doing and
0: well, what, let me what I bring have to do. i on live with Grace Gideon from Australia. The show is breaking through. And so how can she help you step more into your greatness opulence? Um
2: <laughs> Make me aware of what blocks I am denying that I have Well, there
1: you go. And did you say <laughs> your name was opulence? Yes, I did. Well, I mean, is that did you choose that name, or did your parents give you that name uh, If you hold on, I,
2: I will tell you. Just because I'm trying to get my earpiece situated and I pulled over, I'm driving and. Wow. I, cho-
1: I feel I so chose
2: inspired the- that. Good.
1: Go on, I'll aim- Go on. I
2: aim-, I aim to please. This is a chosen
1: name for the, for the time yeah.
2: and energy okay. that
1: I'm-, I'm in. Well, there you go. So let me tell you something. You tuned in on the last line of a half-hour spiel and you asked the exact question that I've been talking about for half an hour and you named yourself <laughs> opulent. Now tell me, now tell me, are you tuned in to the divine or not?
2: I do my best to walk with the goddess.
1: Well, there you go. Well, I think... See, now, for all of you listeners, can you see the synchronicity in that? That Opulence was our first caller. She tuned in and she heard the sentence that she interpreted as, who am I not to be magnificent? Boom. She pulls up and says, Grace, help me get rid of my blocks. I mean, isn't that just, (laughs) I think that's divine. I think that's magic. Now... I'm going to ask you a question, Opulence. In that moment, you are so connected. Now, you have to stay on track with me here. What do you do to get disconnected? Because you start off connected. What do you do to get disconnected from your opulence? What do you do to go off track? Tell me.
2: Well, what's coming to me is listening to other people, be it mother, father,
1: you, you know. There you go. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, not listening. Okay. Yes. Now, let's pause. Let's pause because you've already given us the answer. Listeners, if I you're in this global community and you want to get educated and you want to chat and email me later, Opulence said, I aim to please. Opulence gave us the answer, her own question. Now, there is so nothing wrong with being an awesome person who cares about others. But my intuition tells me that your intuition tells you that your people pleasing, which is one of the things I said about myself earlier on in the talk, is something Mm. that gets in the way of you living your ultimate destiny, your divine destiny. It's what takes you off track. Would you agree with that? I can
2: relate to that um more and more in the past, but yes, it's it still has a little attachment to me, yes, because of a a pattern.
1: Because of patterns. Okay. So if I was to tell you to pick an age from your childhood Tell me the first number that comes to mind.
2: <laughs> zero. First
1: number. Um, really? <laughs> zero.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm, and tell I'm, me. Fi- I, I'm feeling you want me to, you know, know when I first picked up this habit, and I'm staying in the womb. So I'll say
1: one. Okay. I'll say one. Okay. 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 So that tells me it came It came from your mother. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. So your love or your bond, I can't... Your bond to your mother and your connection with your mother led you to take this on. So it's a pattern that you inherited. Yes. So my question to you is how can you stay bonded to your mother in a healthy way yet be the generation that leads away from codependency and people pleasing and choose to break this pattern rather than feel that this pattern is somehow part of the way you've learnt to love. Because when you see that pattern firstly doesn't even belong to you Secondly, it's an inheritance that you no longer want in its codependent form. Then you may choose not to operate from that pattern. Does that make sense, Opula? Oh, it makes a lot of sense. And even in my
2: saying, I aim to please, and you're uh, feeding it back to me, my feeling Mm. was I aim to please myself is what should be what it is. Mm -hmm.
1: I came to please myself okay so let's go how would you please yourself how (laughs) how old are you now if you don't mind telling us because this is a very this is a I, I really hope you can let yourself be honest and allow Nicole's created this beautiful community for us to speak into how old are you now I'm oldest,
2: oldest time, and, and young is the new day. I'm sixty nine.
1: Well, I will wow. be sixty nine.
2: I've already, I've already accepted that. I'm,
1: I'm. Well, that's a 69. very sexy number.
2: I know that's <laughs>
1: right. That's so, why I.
2: That's why so I'm, I'm. grabbing have a nice already. <laughs> you go, <girl>. you
1: <laughs> do go, so how at sixty nine would you please yourself now? Now.
2: Continually, consciously, in, in every moment, walking mm-hmm. with, with the all-wise, the all-knowing, the goddess, the great okay. mother.
1: Okay, okay. And on a material plane as well, as a spiritual plane, what would you want to please yourself further? Travel, enough ah. money
2: enough money in the bank uh-huh. so that i can leave um i can have what i require uh-huh. and desire and also uh-huh. leave uh-huh. A, a legacy help others
1: uh-huh. Um,
2: uh-huh. help health health for sure and would
1: that be would that would that financial abundance be going beyond what your family's gone? Would, you, would, would that be going beyond financially than when you're, where your parents were, say? Far beyond. Far, <laughs> Far beyond. beyond. Okay. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to suggest to you that if you can actually, when you get home, I know you've been driving or whatever, go and write about the bond of love with your mother and what you learned about people pleasing and and ask to let go the last bits of that the last bits of that and to step into abundance and then ask the universe to also let go of the patterns of any poverty consciousness or you know not even consciousness but just just Situation from your past and to guide you to financial abundance. And then write down whether you have fear or whether you get ideas and email that to me because this is a process and I'm more than happy to help you work through that process. Wow. So it's going from the bond the family and how it was to creating a new opportunity for yourself and as you start on that inquiry the universe will give you the answers because as I said in my talk you know to get to your divine appointment just like any other appointment you have to do the travel and the travel for you now at 69 it sounds like you've done an incredible amount of work on yourself but you know, God's always giving us more homework, sweetheart. Always more homework. So yes. I love you. I thank you for the call, Opulence. I thank you for that beautiful name. And I look forward to getting an email from you at grace at gracegedeon.com, where I'm more than happy All right. All right. to direct All you. All right, Grace.
2: Grace at thank you. Grace, grace Gideon. Gideon. Gideon's name, please.
1: Grace Gideon, G R A C E, G E D E O N dot uh-huh. com, and you can get it G-E- off. Use for the soul,
2: D, G E D E dot com.
1: O N. Yes. O N. Yes. Okay, Grace. I will. You thank, you, to you. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Let us know Let how it goes. To thank, you. Oh, Go my thank
2: you. Thank Nicole you, Nicole Marie. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> and everyone else is calling in at all ones. Well, I have no idea where we're going next. Let's see. One 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 one. Number two. Let's see. What's your first, what's your first name? Where are you calling in from? Yellow. You're live on the line. Going once. Going twice. Go. Next line. Gone. One one. one Another one. Last. What's your first name? What's your first name? Where are you calling in from? Hello. Hello.
2: Yes, it's Anita.
0: Anita, where are you calling Hi, in? Hi from? Anita.
2: From Sydney. Oh, welcome. Hello. Hey Anita.
1: Hi. Hi, Grace. I'm enjoying it. Hi, your time. Anita. Hello Hi. Anita, lovely to hear from you. Have you been listening in? Yes,
3: I have. Yeah, I had a little bit of trouble calling in, but uh, am I through now?
1: Yes, you are and we're hearing you loud and clear. So tell me, oh, great. did anything I say spark any questions for you? Oh, definitely,
3: yeah. Um. In fact, it's weird because I had a question at the start of the show uh, and then when you were talking to Opulence, it sort of just kept, like was a theme um, but basically I just wondered if you could tell me um, what your thoughts are on the difference between caring and caretaking because I feel like mm. you know, I'm, I'm a middle-aged woman now and I feel like I've, I've been raised in a family that uh, focused a lot on caring for others but
2: mm.
3: I don't know I feel like that's actually been detrimental and I don't feel like Perhaps I got the chance to learn how to care for myself as much as I could have. And now I sort of feel like I've got almost resentments around the time that Mm. I put into other people at my own expense.
1: Yeah, good on you, Anita. Well, you know, earlier in the show when I was saying, you know, uh, are you living in some kind of disappointment or or are you meeting your divine appointment? Did you hear that bit? Yes. Yeah, do, you, well, do you know Do you know um, Like at where you are in life What your divine appointment might be I do yeah uh, I feel like I'm So can you uh, share that I've, with us yeah.
3: Well I feel like I uh, Sort of was put on the planet to Explore uh, as a creative Person
2: And
3: mm. I don't Really feel like I've given myself the best chance to be that person. I mean, I have done, you know, I sort of dabbled, but I think also, you know, I had kids and a husband and over the balance of looking after all of us, I've mm. sort of put myself last. And, mm. yeah, I don't know. Maybe if, if, our, if our society had a little bit more um, kudos the woman or the person who looks after others you know that that might Mm -hmm. have given me a sense of place Mm -hmm. but weirdly Mm -hmm. now i feel like uh, i'm sort of torn between two worlds one is the world of the carer who doesn't really get a lot of kudos and the other is the world of the artist which doesn't get a lot of support i feel um especially as you know someone who who dips in and out because of the time constraints and the money constraints so Mm. yeah I'm still living in no man's land but you know I'm not uh, I also don't want to seem like um, I'm complaining I have a lot to be grateful for in my life like
2: a lot so
3: it is a sort
1: of luxury problem you, in some I don't ways think, but then you don't yeah. sound like you're complaining at all you sound like a woman who has followed important goals of her family and children um, and has probably done an amazing job doing that and but now is taking stock and going but what about me and I think um I think that sometimes it's hard to have time for everything and I think you know you ask the question of the difference between caring and caretaking and caretaking is doing for others what they can do for themselves now when your children are little um you know there's certain things they can't do for themselves yeah um so Mm. but as they grow up if you continue in the pattern of just catering to other people who can adequately look after themselves then you're self-abandoning and you may have gotten they may have gotten into a habit of you abandoning yourself and you may have gotten Mm. into a habit of abandoning yourself right so a Mm. bit like opulence she got she got into a pattern she has a lot of awareness and i know for a fact you have a tremendous amount of awareness but i also know for a fact you have a tremendous amount of talent and that because i know you from sydney that you've written an amazing amazing um uh play uh, that that people are very interested in producing so i think I think for you, it's a question of you now know rather than judging yourself for time wasted. I would pat myself on the back for, for having an amazing family and then, you know, allow myself now to go on this journey without any guilt. And mm-hmm. it will be a bit of a struggle. It will be a bit of a struggle because, again, You know, caretakers support, don't get supported. And the arts, it takes a while before you get grants and funding to get support. So you've chosen another field where there isn't a lot of financial support except when you do a lot Mm. of work in in raising money and grants and finding bodies that that give the arts a lot of support. So the theme for you is, is that you deserve support. So what I would be doing is I would be going home and writing the heading. I deserve support. It's my time for support and the categories mm. of support that you deserve to have. And any time you find a block to that, I would then um, write about that block and then reevaluate that. And again, email me and bring it to me. But your theme would be. I deserve support and I deserve to have my dreams come true because Mm. my dream, I would write this down, Anita, my dream is real, it is not a fantasy. Can you say that?
3: Mm. My
1: dream is real, it's not a fantasy. And I've put a lot of hard work into it already.
3: And I've put a lot of hard work into it already. (laughs) Yeah, you certainly have. (laughs) yes yeah. you
1: have and and if you I deserve support my dream is real I have put a lot of hard work into it already yeah and then go back to that saying by Les Brown you know it's possible and then the next bit is it's necessary it's hard it's worth it it's you it's done it's like a six six step process mm, little major. okay darling a Thank little man Yeah. Thank you, Anita. Thanks for calling in okay, from down under. Yay. Cheering say. from down <laughs> under. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So, uh, Nicole, will we have time for one more or will we do our uh, wrap up now?
0: Here's the choice point. It depends on how much wrap up you've got. You've got eight minutes to the top. There's a show live right behind you. And we do have other calls. So, okay. you can do wrap now okay. or you could you How about have to is anybody to
1: willing see? to? Okay, okay, great. Is anybody willing to just come on for three minutes and then I could do a wrap up for four minutes? Find out. Larry code nine four one. Let's find out. Nine four
0: one. What's your first name? Where are you calling in from? <laughs> okay, that's too short. Let's try the next. <laughs> let's try ah, the next line. <laughs> One one, 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 actual talking calling in. would be good. What's your first name? Where are you call it in from? Yoo-hoo. Now we got another breather. You know what, Grace, that's the universe telling us. It's wrap-up time. So I think it's better to have time. <laughs> to, you know, you're new, we're getting used to what you do, and you've got lots to share for people so that they can work with you beyond the show. So let's do that.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so... Can you just um, can we just work out why they're not getting through? Do you think it's a thing on their end, or do you think we need to do something? It's not a, it just
0: happens now and then. People forget to talk, or they're it mute, it's the universe, divinely oh.
1: guiding us to. It's the universe doing it. Okay, so so uh, what I noticed from um uh, from the the talk today is a lot of people were talking about well, not a lot of people, but the two people that were talking about, uh, that called in were talking about pleasing others, not yourself, repeating patterns, caring versus caretaking and abandoning yourself. Um, So today from opulence, we learned about repeating patterns. We learned that what we needed to do is go far beyond pleasing others and learn how to uh, please ourselves. And basically from the whole uh, show today was really about moving from disappointment to divine appointment. And one of the key things, as as I've said, is moving from pleasing others to connecting with our deeper self. So I'm going to invite people uh, to actually... Uh, anyone who's listened into the show anyone who hasn't been able to get on who'd like to get on to email me tell me what happened that you didn't get on tell me the question you wanted to ask and during the course of the week I'll email you back uh, with with that with the answer and some guidance on what to do but what I'd like to do now is I'd like to give people an assignment Because I am a coach. So, in my coaching, I like to give my clients assignments. And and one of the best tools that I use, that I told Nicole about in, in our first show, is journaling. So, I'd like you all, if you've got a pen and paper, write this down. First, I'd like you to sit somewhere quiet and meditate for a couple of minutes on what you heard today and what resonated with you. Then I'd like you to think of one thing in your life. Please write this down. Think of one thing in your life where the opinion of someone else took you off track and away from something you really wanted to do. One thing in your life where the opinions of someone else or a community or a person took you off track and away from something you really wanted to do. And then I want you to think of and write down something in your life today that's your heart's desire and what you plan to do about it. Now, when I ask you to look for your heart's desire, you might write something down and send it into to me and I might say to you, hmm, I don't know if that sounds like it's for your greater good. Don't be angry at me because, you know, as my life coach says to me, you know, God answers your questions and listens to your requests and listens to your dreams. But if they're not good for you, the answer isn't going to be yes. But God will direct you on the right path to get the joy you're seeking to get that but you might be doing it in the wrong way. So let's come back to that. I may have complicated it. Think of one thing in your life where the opinion of someone else took you off track and away from something you really wanted to do. And then two, think of something in your life today that's your heart's desire and what you plan to do about it. And email me. And I'll give you my insights and my processing and what I want you to do about it. And hopefully we'll we'll get there. And um, just remember, I've got this on my website and I want to say it to you. Go onto my website at www.gracegedion.com. G-R-A-C-E-G-E-D-E-O-N.com. There's a form there where you can download and fill it in and send it in to me. And just remember when you understand the workings of your psyche and what drives you to think and feel and act the way you do, your breakthrough is imminent and your life can be amazing. So, Nicole, that's all I have for everyone today. Any closing comments from you?
0: Let's get you to give out all your contact info so they know how to
1: work with you further, Grace. Okay. So my email is grace at gracegedion.com and my website is www.gracegedion.com and I will be back in two weeks at the same time for more callers and, and more discussion and more education and then in a few weeks, in a few shows time once we've got a role. I'll be having some amazing guests to interview, including Marianne Williamson and Gina DeVee from Divine Living and a really famous psychic from Australia and uh, some, some amazing people, um, a rock star, Australian, not American, and uh, we'll, we'll be going from there.
0: How oh, exciting. I look forward to all of that and our next time together. In the meantime, you're all linked up at newsforthesoul.com. Yay. Thanks, Grace. Great show.
1: Thank, thank you, Nicole. Always a pleasure speaking with you.
0: Awesome. We'll talk soon. Breaking through with Grace is here, alternate Mondays, 3 p.m. Pacific time. And we are going to take a quick little break if I can find the switchboard then we can make it happen and Christine Scott is next right after this this is Nicole Whitney News for the Soul life-changing talk radio from the uplifting to the unexplained it's a great honor to have you on the show tonight welcome Deepak Chopra thank you yes this is Uri hi Uri it's Nicole Whitney calling News for the Soul welcome to News for the Soul Robert Allen
2: thank you Nicole it's great to be here with you tonight
0: why Are You Here? We're talking to Carolyn Mace about Sacred Contracts, one of her many best-selling books. Welcome to the show, Greg Braden.
2: Well, good evening, Nicole. It's uh, certainly a pleasure to hear your voice and a pleasure to be here tonight.
0: Welcome to the show, Stuart Wilde.
2: Thank you very much.
0: John Kehoe, welcome to News for the Soul. Hey, how are you? Next up, Dr. David Morehouse.
2: I'm so glad that you called me because you are doing such an important tasks, important work, because you are spreading a very positive message. I was really moved by last week's show because we made a commitment to a worldwide event to try to change consciousness. I'm feeling enormous energy around this show, just enormous, enormous, uh, I I really have to hand it to you, Nicole, you've created sort of a niche of amazing, amazing connections it's just like the angels and the devatas that are like attracted to News for the Soul is amazing. And we love News for the Soul!
0: Next on News for the Soul, it's time for Your True Identity with Christine Scott. Christine is a gifted and natural-born psychic who enjoys helping others along their spiritual and healing path. Let's welcome Christine to News for the Soul.